This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Can we stand up for just a second? And uh, let's just lift our hands. Let's thank the Lord for 20 years. I mean, God has done so much. At one time, I took a, uh, I went back and looked at the miracles it took for us to be a church. And uh, there was a thread through it of the number five, I think five different times. And the number five stands for grace. Everybody say grace. Grace. And uh, I'm thankful for the grace of God. What about you? Father, we just thank you so much for 20 years. Thank you for Church of the Harvest. And Lord, we thank you for many more years. Lord, we thank you for the gospel that you've given us, that you've entrusted us with, the good news that's always good. And Lord, we thank you that we don't have to be moved by the, the bad news, but we're always moved by the good news. And Father, we put our trust in you. We rely on you. We depend upon you, and you're always there for us 24-7. We can call upon you. And there you are to hear our prayers, to invite us in. And we can come boldly into the throne room of grace and receive help in time of need. Receive your mercy and receive your grace. We just celebrate and thank you, Lord, for 20 years. In Jesus' mighty name, everyone said amen. Amen. And you can be seated. I want to thank everyone for being here uh, this morning. As you've already heard, we have special guests and some that have uh, uh, back and uh, friendships. And it's great to see everyone and uh, got some special guests on the front row here. I'll, I'll be talking some about them uh, a little bit later on. And it's great to have um, Joshua and Jenna here, our uh, youngest son, Aaron, Ella and I are grateful to have them here and uh, you know I know this is about passing the baton to Rob and and Shauna but uh, can I brag on my younger son for a moment oh I've got the mic oh uh, hey hey I've got this okay <laughs> he, he wants to leave but uh, it took actually Jenna to tell me <laughs> but um so thankful. We're so proud of both our boys, but uh, we were talking about uh, scriptures, and meantime, we'll talk about different scriptures, and he just, he loves the Word of God. Both of them do, and very active in their church, but he's being very successful in business. Uh, he works for a company that uh, does resources and tools and strategy for people running for political office, and uh what a job, but he loves it. Uh, that's the way he was, he was born. I mean, he's always been that way uh, with that bent uh, towards politics. But anyway, um, they, they covered the United States, and I found out he's been with them two years, and he's been the number one producer for those two years. So we're very, very uh, proud of that. They're, and they're actually going international. Uh, next week he's going to London to help open uh, 
the, the company internationally. And then there's Jenna. We're so blessed to have Jenna as a part of our family. Um, we prayed for her for a long time. The Lord, the Lord actually showed us she was the one before we met her. Now, it was a few years before they actually uh, got together. And uh, she is, she's beautiful inside and out, intelligent. Uh, she is the president of the PR firm that she uh, works for. And uh, just, if you want to feel like a million bucks, get around Jenna. <laughs> uh, so we, <laughs> we, we love her, uh, you know, very much and just thankful for um, i just tell you, one of the clients that uh, uh, Joshua had recently is now the governor of Tennessee, Bill Lee. I heard a few wiles there. Y'all can clap. I'm... Now, I'm going to try not to get to the grand grandkids because that'd be dangerous. As grandparents understand, don't we, Bob? <laughs> but today we're here to pass the baton of senior pastor. And I just want to say how excited I am. Ellen and I are excited. This is, it's a dream come true. And this has been uh, years of preparation. You know, I've known Rob a long time, all his life. <laughs> come to think of it. And uh, just to see his heart for God and the, the growth that Rob and Shauna have both uh, uh, displayed and matured and grown in. That, and they're ready. And anytime you obey God, it's a good thing. God has good things in store uh, for the church. I'm excited for the church. I believe there's going to be increase and growth. And we're going to see great things. Amen. Pastor Rob's been preaching the series on seasons, and I thought it really spoke to me. I believe it speaks really to all ages, and there's different seasons of life, and there's, there's times for change. Isn't it interesting that God's an unchanging God, but he expects and gives us responsibility to change, to grow. Growth should be a normal part of our process and I had one of those seasonal uh, experiences just the other day at Walmart. I'm in Walmart and minding my own business, got my list. I'm, I'm in there to get, a, get it quick and get away. And I see someone that looks uh, like an older person and they're just kind of moving slow, leaving. I kind of felt sorry for them and a little bit. And Anyway, there's just something about them, but... Just went on with my business, and we're, we're leaving, and I happened to catch a glimpse of the same man, and I realized it was a person I went to school with. Now, some of you don't catch that, but I'm thinking this older person and feeling sorry for him. Never mind. It was one of those seasonal experiences. It kind of reminds me of the, the lady who went to her high school reunion. She went in and she thought, I must be at the wrong room. All these older people, I don't belong here. You know, this couldn't be, couldn't be right. But then she saw a familiar face and she came over to the man and she said, I know you. 
you were in one of my classes. And he said, he introduced himself and said, uh, this is my name. Uh, what class did you teach? <laughs> Another seasonal humbling moment. But I want you to know God is the God of all seasons. And he's in your season. And there's grace for your season. Amen? No matter where you're at, he is there. And he is ready to bless you and cause you to have purpose and destiny in that place. But today we're talking about the church. And it's a new season for the church. It's a new season for each of us. But God is a God of generations. And this is the plan of God, that, this, that you keep on continuing, that you keep on moving forward, that you keep having growth, that you keep passing the baton to the next generation, to the next ones. We do it as parents. We pass our faith down to our kids. Hopefully you're passing the baton on the job. The way you behave, your character, the way you treat people, your work ethic, that you're treating your job like your ministry and you're letting your light shine. We're to be passing on what we have received from the Lord. And in Psalms 145, verse 4, it says, One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. We need to be declaring what God has done for us to others, to the next generation. And all flesh shall bless his holy name forever and forever. The will of God is for you to praise his holy name, for you to be a praise, for your testimony to be heard by those around you, for your prayers to be passed on, for your love for others to be passed on to the next generation. But in Judges chapter 2, verse 10, is one of, the, one of those sad verses in the Bible. It says, When all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for Israel. Now, who was to declare the mighty works of God to the next generation? The people of God. They were to be declaring what God had done, but they failed to pass the baton. And the next generation did not know the ways of God. They didn't know the Lord. We have a responsibility. It's not only a scriptural thing to do, it is responsible thing to do the past the baton the previous generation had not passed it each generation is to receive revelation and wisdom divine insights from the success and failures of the men and women of God who preceded them when I went to work I was a young engineer I got my papers I found out that people didn't want to share. The older people wouldn't share things. I don't know if you've experienced that. But it was like, you're going to have to dig it out for yourself. And what they were doing, protecting themselves. 
And it was like they were afraid if they gave the information that would save you a couple days, headache and work, that it would be less of them. But the truth is, according to scriptures, there'd be more of them. Because when we give out, what's God do? He blesses us with more. You can't outgive God. So we've had people, yeah, I experienced it on the job. It was strange to me that people wouldn't help until finally a person told me. Said, you're not going to get any information out of them. In fact, you might find they will hide information from you. <laughs> what are we to do? Scripture says reveal it, pass it on, share your story. The good times, the bad times. Sometimes we just share the, the mountaintop. Sometimes we just share the suddenly that took five years to get to. Any amens out there? Peter Drunker, a management guru, said the ingredient most missing in churches today is a plan of succession. And I want to say a failure to pass the baton. A failure to pass the baton. Pastors, ministers need to prepare, train, equip the church. But also, they need to equip and train someone to take their place where they can pass the baton. John Maxwell said in the 21 imputable laws of leadership, legacy is only created when a person puts his organization into a position of continuing without him. That's where legacy takes place. The Bible has plenty of examples of ministries being passing the baton. Moses to Joshua. Elijah to Elijah. David to Solomon, Paul to Timothy, Jesus to his disciples. In Hebrews 11, verse 39, And all these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. Let me back up just a little bit. If you read Hebrews 11, you find out the sacrifice and the price that was paid for us to be able to read the Word of God. I mean... It, it said they subdued nations, they, they conquered, they, they had their dead raised, but then it says some were sawed in two, some were stoned to death. Many sacrificed their life that we could walk in the place that we're walking in. Verse 40, for God had something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. Therefore, since we are surrounded uh, such a huge crowd of uh, witnesses to the life of faith. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, leading him who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. And so we all have a race to run. 
We're all in a divine relay. Can I have my baton, please, as I get a sip of water? You're passing the, passing the behind. We're all in a race. We're all carrying something from God that we need to pass on to others. And we're, we're in this race and we, we're, we're running. And it becomes that we're running in a place that it's not even about us. It's more about others. You start running for others more than you run for yourself. And that's what you find in Scripture. Those that they, they laid down their selfish ambition and they took up divine destiny from God and living to give to others. We run the race set before us. That people ran before us and they will run after us. And we run this race with joy, anticipating and knowing that God is pleased by it, just as he was pleased with Jesus. And the sacrifice that we make will be rewarded. But we do it for the cause of Christ. We run for the joy set before us, knowing that God is smiling. And we're pleasing his heart. The one that redeemed us and set us free is pleased when we run the race for others. That others could know him, the one who redeemed them, the one who saved them, the one who paid the price, the one who went to the cross. We run the race that the light will shine in darkness, that they'll be illuminated, that their heart will change and there'll be understanding. They'll know that Jesus is alive and he is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He's the one we run for. He's the one we focus on. He's the one we serve. He's the one we love. And when you do that, you're going to love people. And no matter what they do to you, you're going to find yourself forgiving and releasing and thinking if it wasn't for the grace and mercy of God, where would I be? And you love them and you pray for them. And God does amazing things through our prayers and through our love, reaching out to them. God wants us to run the race. And he wants you to run your race with joy, touching others. Jim Collins, author of Good to Great, one of my favorite books, tells us one of the characteristics of what he calls a level five leader is that he puts the welfare of the organization ahead of his own interest. He did this study. He found out the leading uh, leaders, they, they weren't after their, their own interests. They put their organization first, even if it cost them. And that's what we as believers are to do. In Philippians 2, verse 3, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Each of you should, not, should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. So it's important that we know that many have paid the price that we can run the race today. In John 4, 38, it says, Others have labored, and you have entered into their labors. Thank God for the martyrs. 
thank God for those that sacrificed and gave their life that we could gather together and read the Word of God, that we could gather together as the body of Christ. They were running the race. But I thought this was interesting what Billy Graham said. Billy Graham said, I am only one in a glorious chain of men and women God has raised up through the centuries to build Christ's church and take the gospel everywhere. His attitude, his, his spirit, his heart was, I'm just one carrying the baton and a long line of people, the body of Christ, building the church for the glory of God. So our normal is that the next generation or the next one running should build on our shoulders, not beneath us, because we won't help, we won't encourage, we won't reveal, we won't pray for them, but on our shoulders where they can increase. Each generation should be coming from a place of on the shoulders of the ones before them. God is a God of increase. We don't hold on to the baton too long. You need to pass it on. We run for the glory of God. We run together. We stay in our lane. We're a part of the body of Christ. It's not so much uh, about us. It's about the one we're holding up. The body holds the head up in the earth. We glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. So we run this race glorifying him and giving him the glory. In Psalm 75 verse 6 it says, Promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south. Where does promotion come from? The Lord. The Lord does it. So I want to close with this little analogy. Believe it or not, I played basketball in high school and the coach of the basketball team was the cross-country coach and the track coach. If you wanted to play basketball, you ran cross-country and you're on the track team. Oh, it's great to be a volunteer. <laughs> so, I actually uh, enjoyed cross-country and not track as much, but I was on the mile run. I don't think they call it a mile now. I think it's meters. But we had to practice passing this baton. And it was so funny. Our first race, we were so nervous about passing the baton. We, you're supposed to be running, but we're just, you know, because we dropped it so many times in practice. And it, it was just terrible. And our coach yelling at us, hold on to the baton. And we, <laughs> so we would run this race. And I thought about some things that really speak to us. Uh, about the church and about the situation we're talking about. And four runners can run much faster than one person runs a mile. And you can look it up. It's, it's pretty interesting. Number one, the one receiving the baton must start running before he receives it. And we train in that. But what I want you to know, Rob and Shana have been running the race before this baton is passed to them. And see, many times we want to pass the baton, they're not even running. 
That's not the right person to pass a baton to. They've been running this race, giving their life to it for years, waiting patiently, and maybe sometimes not so patiently because we're human. <laughs> but stay in the course, staying in the lane, running. Faithful. I thought the scripture, faithful in another man's field. Faithful in dad's field. And say a de different way. They have been faithful, loyal, trustworthy, dependable. Servant's heart and a pastor's heart. Ministry is not about titles, positions. It's about serving others with the love of God. And Robin and Sean have been serving long before titles and position. Dwight L. Moody said, The measure of a man is not how many servants he has, but how many men he serves. Number two, both runners must remain in the same lane. If you change lanes when you're passing that, you forfeit. We forfeited sometimes. Foot was on, oh, it was just on the line. Out. So what's that mean? It means really you, have, you cannot have a, a different agenda. <laughs> you, you pass it and the guy you pass it to says, oh, I think I'm going to run this direction. <laughs> you, you can't, it doesn't work. You forfeit. So it's the same vision. It's sharing the gospel. It's winning the lost. It's discipling the found. It's causing believers to grow up and become reproducers, world changers. That every minister, every believer is truly a minister. And if you've heard that before, thank you, Dr. Leon. <laughs> Yeah, I would do this other saying, manby, pamby, <laughs> get with it, guys, but I'm not going to attempt it. Number three, the baton must be passed in a timely manner. And they had these lines pass it within, I think it was about 20 yards, and you have to pass it within that. Transition or passing the baton must be made. It can't not be kept indefinitely. I, I know of a, a, a congregation right now where the, the minister's 85 and they have not passed the baton. Well, the ones who pass it to are not there. So you cannot wait indefinitely. There needs to be a beginning and the end. The transition must be made. Robin and Sean are prepared for 20 years. Not 20 yards, 20 years serving the Lord. Number four, if the exchange is handled properly, it's possible to gain a step in transition instead of losing the step. Man, when you do it right, the person that you hand it to actually gains momentum. It's fresh legs, but you gain a step on your competition just because of the handoff was done right. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 5, Then the Lord your God will bring you to the land which your fathers possessed, 
You shall possess it. He will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. The next generation should pass the generation before. I'd expect my sons to pass me. That's the way it should be with yours. That's scriptural. There should be increase. Should not be going backwards or staying the same, but increase. Because God is a God of increase. Each generation should have a deeper revelation of God. More understanding. More fruitfulness. Then number five. Once the baton is exchanged... The one passing the baton does not run alongside the next runner. He stops, catches his breath, and begins to cheer and encourage the one carrying the baton. When the baton is passed, I become the biggest cheerleader. Encouragement, prayer, advice when asked. I become that cheerleader. And I can remember I had a, I never ran last except one time because I wasn't the fastest guy. I usually ran after this, this guy. He was, they, uh, they had me run after this, this guy. He was animated, very excited. And some reason I ran third that time and he ran second. So I, I run and I take off. I mean, this guy runs across the field. He's going, go, Bob, go, go. And, you know, part of me is going, look at this nut. <laughs> I mean, he's just, it wasn't just, you know, go. I mean, he's, go, Bob, go. <laughs> and you know what he did to me? I start, I, man, I need to go. I found more speed than I thought I knew, you know, knew about. I thought I was about to end there. It does something to you when you get encouraged. It does something to you when you know someone's praying for you and cheering you on. Amen? And that's what it's about. And see, it's not just Ellen and I cheering. It's all of us. All of us as a church family cheering them on. So we're going to pray didn't do too bad. <laughs> I tell you, I've cut this thing down so many times, it's crazy. <laughs> First Timothy 5.22 says, Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of other man's sins, keep thyself pure. When you look this up, it means not to ordain or appoint someone to a sacred ministry if they hadn't proven themselves. That's the reason you don't take a uh, a novice and just appoint them, you know, ordain them some position. Needs to be some proving time. And, and then it says, neither be partaker of other man's sins. And what it's saying, you're sanctioning them and really approving of their lifestyle. So you become a partaker of their sin. The Living Bible said, never be in a hurry about choosing a pastor. You may overlook his sins, and it will look as if you approve of them. Be sure that you yourself stay away from sin. 
like I've said before, Ellen and I are not retiring. We're going to be here cheering them on and, and, and busy and, 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 and serving. But there's power in laying on the hands. And what we want to do is lay hands on Rob and Shauna, if you'll come on up. And we have some uh, special guests here, ministers, men of God, women of God, that I want to Pastor Fred and Valerie, if you up. And we're going to lay hands on them. Pastor Fred and Valerie, if you'll come up. Dr. Leon. Rick Bennett. Pastor Ray. Tammy, you want to come up? Come on up. I want all the elders, and if you're an ordained minister from here, I want you to just line up here. We can't get everyone up here, but if you'll come up here, and I want you to stretch, just stand in front of the stage here. And I want you to stretch your right hand. Congregation, why don't you stand? Also, and you stretch. Why do I say the right hand? The right hand in Scripture is the hand of blessing. So I want you to stretch your hands towards these. And we're going to lay hands on them and pray. And this is, this is dangerous. We've got some men and women of God here. They could go all day. But, <laughs> but I want you to have, I do want you to have liberty wherever the Lord gives you. Won't we start here? Lay hands on them and, and pray. Lord God, I pray for um, Pastor Rob and Shana as you prepare them uh, for the next generational goals and dreams that you have for this generation to come. Father, I pray that you impartate into them uh, the long suffering, the long nights that they already have experienced, um, the wisdom. I ask that you increase in the name of Jesus. I ask that you give him more stamina for the race. I ask that you give him more protection more protection, protect him, be his defender behind her and his guidance in front of him. Yes, Lord. Father, give him the strength and the ability to do more than he, he knows he has the ability to do. Anoint him with a fresh oil, fresh anointing. Increase in him, God. Give him more than he ever desired. We ask, God, that it be a generation now of change, that the walls would not hold the anointing that this place has, that the land would not be able to stand the weight and land and prosperity, that it be more increase in places and land and prosperity, that the nations will see that Church of the Harvest live by their name. And Father, we just thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ray. And we we love these guys. We're in a, a minister's group here, uh, Olive Branch, and uh, they're such a blessing. I want to mention these two for just a moment. They were such an impact and are such an impact in Ellen and I. 
eyes life and love you. Appreciate you. And in and then their life also. So these these Bennett's are everywhere. Rick's back here. Your your dad. Your dad. T- I don't even know if I should. Sh- I'll share real quick. I've got the mic. Okay. I got two mics. Okay. We're uh, now. Um, we had uh, at Christ the Rock. We had a. Uh, trying to think what the wall uh, was. It was small groups. had small groups on it. And um, Fred and, and Rick's dad, we call him Papa Fred, uh, there were some visitors out there, and we, me and him were talking. They came up beside us, and they're looking out there, and, and they go, boy, I tell you what, these Bennets are everywhere. <laughs> and uh, you have to know Papa Fred, but only as he could do it, he goes, yeah, I'm telling you. I can't get away from them. <laughs> and I, I, I just, I lost it right there. Just like the people never knew. But <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful woman of God, inside and out. First of all, Lord, that she's a daughter of God. She's a wonderful wife, a mother to three wonderful children who are following in their footsteps. Thank you for the legacy that she and her husband are leaving for their children. And thank you, Lord, that you are exalting them to be the mom and dad of this church. And I thank you, Lord, that they are ready. They are ready to receive the baton. I pray in Jesus' name for a mighty hedge of protection to come around them that no devil of hell, no lust of their flesh, or pull of the world will derail them from the purpose and plan that you have for their lives that was preordained before the foundation of the world. We just thank you for them, Lord, that they are equipped, that they are ready And that they are going to run the race and they shall be successful in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just rejoice that upon this young man we see the light of the knowledge of the glory of God that's shown on the face of Christ upon his countenance. We hear the word coming out of his mouth like a sharp two-edged sword. It is the sword of the Lord, but through him, Spirit of God, mightily at work, not only in him, but through him. I thank you, Lord, that he is anointed of you. Your spirit is upon him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim healing to the brokenhearted. For he has testified by the words of his own mouth that at a time in his life he was broken and in pieces. And Lord, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your faith working through that grace, O Lord God, that reconstituted this man, that raised up a new creation 
to the praise of your glory. I thank you that you have anointed him to proclaim deliverance to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the blind, liberty to the captives, to declare that this is the year of the favor of the Lord. And truly on this 20th anniversary and in the passing of this baton, this is a year of favor. The favor of the Lord that you will walk in together as one to the glory of God. And as your own spiritual dad has prophesied to you, you will, you will run ahead. You will excel. You will prosper in Jesus' name. And I hear all this about I'm not retiring and uh, I'm just going to be around the building and so forth. And that's all real sweet. I appreciate that. But um, one other time I passed a baton to you. Put your hand out. I pass another baton to you now that this is not demotion. This is promotion. For the Lord is going to raise you up, even as you have demonstrated how to be a spiritual father to your own sons, how to elevate them, how to give them that boost in life. You are going to be a spiritual father to many. There are more batons to pass. So take hold of this apostolic calling on your life, increasing in your life. And in the name of Jesus, he will use you mightily in this region and beyond. All that wealth of knowledge and understanding, all that experience, All that love and compassion is there to be poured out. I see you like a well of living water that never runs dry. I see you like a huge container of the oil of the Lord, the anointing of the Spirit of God just being poured out into the lives of many for the rest of your days, your best Days are before you and not behind you. So don't look back, man of God, but look forward in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Allow me two minutes. I'm going to pray, but I want to just say a few things because. For the members, they know that uh, Pastor Bob has um, looked to me for apostolic authority over Mm. this church for a long time now. I I can say that I've known you guys for years, and it was actually through Rob and Shauna that I actually got to the relationship with Pastor Bob and Ellen. And I want to say a few things as we pray for them. Firstly, I want to say to the congregation because this is not just a a handing over of a baton to Pastors Rob and Shauna, but it's actually something that's taking place spiritually to you as a church. Um, This is not, uh, you've all heard of nepotism. This is not nepotism. This isn't some kind of a personal family thing. This is a spiritual thing. You know, Solomon was the son of David, who received the mantle, but it was not something that was just of the flesh. Solomon, my son, who is young and inexperienced, 
they are not young and inexperienced, 20 years in the making. David gave a task to Solomon by the Spirit to build the temple, a work that is great. And this is a great work that is here. This isn't something insignificant. This is a great work. And it's a spiritual handoff, handover of authority to them. Do not despise them thinking that they're young, they're experienced. And they have developed, they have proven themselves. And they will tell you that I've been involved uh, face-to-face for a long time, right from the very beginning, when Pastor Bob began to speak to me about this handing over of the mantle, uh, I came into agreement, not initially, because I felt he still got a lot of good years in him, and I'm very grateful for the word, because I do agree that your best is yet in front of you, and I saw uh, an increase in anointing to operate in the supernatural power of God, and I believe that the, the healing ministry in this church is going to become recognized regionally and nationally. People are going to start to come in from all over the world because they're going to hear of the miracles that are taking place, and for that to happen, you need to be released from some of these day-to-day yeah. operations to focus where your faith is in. So there's something deep that is happening here today. It's not just a job. This is a divine appointment. This is a divine calling. And so I want to say to the church, you need to embrace Pastors Rob and Shauna in the Spirit, recognizing them in the Spirit. Some of you have walked with them as friends And uh, even though they'll remain your friends, this isn't just about a friendship anymore. It's about an authority that is coming to you. And uh, as was prophesied, this isn't a demotion where you're just stepping aside. This is a transference of a new sense of vision and purpose. We're not only mentoring and continuing to be a father spiritually to your sons, but it is also a, a release into what has been on your heart more than anything since I've known you. Yeah. All you have ever spoken about is signs, wonders, and miracles, healings, and breakthroughs. And I know to walk in the such as I have, to have that you need time in the Word, in fasting, and in prayer. And this is going to release you into that destiny so I do want to pray and release something on you guys apostolically today and upon Pastor Bob because this is going to be a great work, a great work that is going to take place. Hallelujah. And yeah, welcome. Let's fix some color. I'm so glad, yeah. And well done. You have served well. If I was handing over the baton, I would have two things in my hands. I'd have the baton and I'd have a toilet brush as well. Because greatness is in serving, and you are great. You have proven yourselves. But symbolically, it is not just a baton. It is a, just a bigger toilet brush for more toilets, a bigger bowl for bigger Amen. responsibilities of washing more feet. But you have proven yourselves. Well done and well done. Increase is coming to both of you. Well done, good and faithful servant leaders. You have been faithful with little, now you're going to get much. You have been faithful with little, now you're going to get much. 
says the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord God Almighty, it is you that has saved us. It is you that has called us even before we were in our mother's womb. You have separated pastors Bob and Ellen before the foundation of the earth for this good work that they have walked in and are yet to walk out to fulfill their destiny and calling in the Spirit. And I pray today, O oh God, your strength, your energy, your wisdom, your skill to be imparted. And Lord, I, I see in the Spirit right now a valley of dry bones, many sick, many diseased, many destroyed, being raised up, pastors Bob and Ellen, as you prophesy, as you speak the word of life, many that today are dead are going to be raised. Many that are sick are going to be healed, and miracles will take place as you prophesy the word of the Lord over the valley of this region and of this nation and even beyond. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank, Thank you, God. For Pastors Rob and Shona, God, thank you, thank you, thank you for their loyalty. Thank you for their service. Thank you for their honor for their mom and dad, not only in the flesh but in the spirit as they have served and labored and uh, exercised, oh God, patience as they know and have known the call of God upon their lives. And so as they step into this a new place of destiny in the Spirit. I pray, O oh God, wisdom and strength and energy and ability and creativity to escalate in the Word and in the anointing and in the structures, the strategies, all that is needed. God, like you gave to Nehemiah wisdom, God, give to them wisdom to build and to grow and to establish and to revive and to restore, O oh God, and so I impart to them uh, this word and this anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Congregation, you can be seated. Rick? No, I hadn't forgotten Rick. Come on up, Rick. Rick is uh, such a blessing to our family. Um, one time, Rick came and ministered, and the Lord told me uh, to plant a seed because of the seed that he had planted in Rob and Joshua. Thank you. I just wanted to add one quick thing for you and for Ellen. I did, when, when, when they were praying and prophesying over you, I, I just felt like the Lord just said, the best is truly yet to come. And I was hearing that already in my spirit. And I, um, I, just, I just wanted, I kept hearing that word. Your path is like the light of dawn that grows brighter and brighter until the noonday. You've not seen your noonday glory yet. Amen. You haven't seen the noonday. And I believe that's what's being prophesied. There's a noonday glory for you and, and, and for Ellen and what God's calling you to go. And so I just want to bless you in that. As I was praying for you guys, I was just really, the Lord just gave me a word about old and new. And in this baton, there's some old revelations we would call it. But in the kingdom, old revelation is never old. And, and, and to bring that forward is going to be so important. It's so went along. And I was just getting this word yesterday as I was praying about what to pray over you. And I, and, and I was reminded that the sons of Issachar, the sons of Issachar, they discerned the times. They understood what to do. 
And I believe God's going to place a great discernment on you guys to reach a harvest in this generation and in this city that, you know, our generation wasn't able to reach. And I believe that with all of my heart. But what I kept hearing the Lord say, Jesus said, every scholar or scribe who is a discerner and a keeper of revelation, who has become a disciple of the kingdom, he will be like a head of a house, the head of a house, who brings out of his treasure that old and new. And I feel like going forward in that baton is a treasure, is a treasure of your dad's revelation and a lot that you've experienced going way back to your youth days and on up. And there's a in Bible school and everything, but there's a treasure of revelation. And as you guys treasure that revelation in your heart and also understand that there's a discerning that's going to come upon you and also new revelation to break things open as, as my brother and others prayed to, to take the blinders off of a generation that has been so blind. Amen. And so I just, I just want to just, you know, meditate on that. It's, it's in the kingdom parables of Matthew 13. And Jesus closed it with that saying a disciple of my kingdom is going to be able to know how to bring out the old with the new. And so I just, I just want to bless you with that and that discernment. Father, I just thank you today for this couple. I thank you for the call that is upon their life. And we just agree together. We say yes and amen to every word that has ever been prophesied. I, I pray for an awakening of even words and impartations that they've already received in their lives. That they would, if they need be, come alive again in the spirit. That Lord God, that we just say to every dream and every vision and every insight that you've received in the kingdom, truth is never old house in this generation. I just bless you in the name of Jesus. It's an honor. I lay my hands upon you and I just release to you today a new discernment and a new understanding of the things of God and all that he's called you to do in unique ways. And even thinking back to our conversations, Rod, that we had just recently, the Lord knows what his church is going to really look like in these last days and what he's going to bring forth. And it will be that very thing that you see. And I believe and I pray for that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him to be upon you. You will know fully the hope of your calling and all that he's called you to do to run that race faithfully. And I bless you in that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Mayor Ellen Kay, I'm not going to say anything to you guys because uh, I'll start crying. She'll start crying. So, <laughs> but uh, I am going to say, say this. Be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you. The anointing that you've received from these men and women of God is activated in you now. And the strength that you've desired to walk in this place is granted you. Remain humble. Be thick-skinned and soft-hearted and unoffendable and follow the Lord with all your heart. Father, I just pray for activation of the gifts of God the gifts of the Spirit, the anointing for this office, Lord, to be upon them. Lord, that they would flow with you. They would hear your voice and not the voice of a stranger, even, in the, even the voice of a multitude, but they would hear you in your voice and be immediately obedient. God, we thank you. We praise you. 
We give you all the honor and all the praise. Even as you've been called a Daniel in the past, there's revelation for you in Daniel that you're to behold and look at and pick up once again. And the prophetic anointing and the teaching gift is coming forth in a greater measure in a greater way than ever before. Trust what you hear the Lord saying and speak it forth and watch what the Lord will do. So take this, both of you, and we're just going to hug you and turn it over to y'all. Love you. Address your congregation. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't y'all go ahead and have a seat, and um, I have all y'all have a seat too. Mom, Dad, if y'all want to stay up here, that would be that would be good. Why don't y'all just stay up here and join us for just a minute? I had to make notes. I didn't know what our condition would be up here. Guys, <laughs> it's truly a it's a it's a humbling honor, and. Um, you know, we've been talking the last few weeks on seasons, and um, let me tell you, we've been talking about this for a number of years. We've known this was coming. Obviously, we've discussed this with you guys since January of, of uh, last year, but let me tell you, since we started talking about it, it brings the whole seasons of life thing, it, it brings it all to the surface. You know what I mean? As you can look back. And you can see the things that brought you through a certain path, all the things that influenced and brought you to a, to a certain point. And, um, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, isn't it? We look back. Isn't it amazing when you look back at what brought you to a certain place? And you look back at the choices you made, decisions that were made, about trials you walked through, about all these different things. And isn't it amazing when you look back and you see what God used to, to lead you to a certain place in a moment in time? And it's so funny how in those moments we, we don't even many times recognize it's God. We're just irritated that, you know, about what we're having to walk through or, or what somebody said to us or whatever else. But along the way, God's using that and he's, he's nudging you to accomplish his will. I want to, um, I did want to recognize, Dad mentioned for a minute, I wanted to recognize a couple of people real quick. Um, firstly, again, Pastor Ray and Tam, I, I thank you all for being here. You're... Uh, You're not the, the oldest friends that we've got um, as far as the time of our relationship. I'm not saying you're old. Um, but I will tell you, in the few years um, we've walked together, you guys have been an encouragement. And I've seen what you've walked through. We both have. And it um, doesn't take long. Rings. What an encouragement. And through the trials of life and everything else that it brings, what an encouragement. So I, I bless you guys, and I thank you. It really means a lot that you guys are, are here today. Um, 
I, uh, I next, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about Dr. Leon for just a second. You know, Shauna and I, Shauna brought up to me a couple of days ago, she said, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this, stay it. She said, he's been there for us before we even had a child born. He's seen each of our children born and dedicated them to the Lord. Uh, even Lauren, right from the beginning. He was there before Sean was even pregnant with him. Um, I know you guys who are part of Church of the Harvest, y'all love Dr. Leon. And um, you would agree that we don't see him enough. However, let me tell you, he's a pillar in this church regardless of whether you see it or not. His impact on this church, you, you, you wouldn't believe. Um, here's something that the four of us all know. We know we can pick up the phone at any moment in time, and we can call him. And he usually answers. You never know. You, you've heard of where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is Dr. Leon Van Roy? And he will answer at the, <laughs> all over the globe, for, Seriously. He usually answers. If not, he sends back a quick text and says, hey, can I call you back in, in just a little bit? And he always does. We are blessed to have Dr. Leon. I'm so thankful for you and all you've meant to, to our family and to this church family. Rick and Susan, um, Susan couldn't be here this morning. She's taking care of the church back at home in Phoenix, but um, it means a lot that you'd fly out here. Man. <laughs> you know what I got from you? You know, I grew up, I grew up in the church. I knew the Lord. And when we got to the place where I met you for the first time, that's when I was... My, I, I was riding my parents' coattails of faith. And in the few years that I was with you guys, I learned two of the most important things in life. I learned to love a God's word, and I, loved to, I learned to love to worship God. And to some of you, that may not sound like a lot, but that's probably the greatest compliment I could give anybody. God's word and worship. It's the two things I learned. And I'm thankful for those years. I've never taken it for granted. I truly don't believe I'd be here today in this position. And in that same vein, that's when I met Joe and Tracy Cole. And I loved you guys then, and you've truly, in the last decade, we've become, we've become family together. And... Our friendship, our kinship, your love for our children, y'all are some of the most important. I wanted to mention, and we thank you for everything, and I wanted to mention um, Pastor Fred and Valerie. Some of you may not know, Church of the Harvest would not exist if it weren't for the obedience of these guys. Wouldn't be here. Not at all. And so... I talk about Rick and Susan, I talk about Jay and Joe and Tracy, but all that was your obedience. And I have truly never forgotten that. I will never take it for granted for a moment. You guys have a legacy. 
that you've left behind. Not just through your own son and daughter, but hundreds and maybe thousands more. And we are very grateful for you guys. We love you guys. And last but not least, I think you all would agree that my mom and dad are, they're all right. They're not just all right. They have led this church for 20 years with righteousness and integrity. As was said a few minutes, yeah, y'all can be seated again, sorry. As was said a few minutes ago, guys, we have been led well. We've been led well. I was reading the other night, Psalm 92, verses 12 through 14, and from the English Standard Version, it said, The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of their God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green. I don't need to reiterate that these guys are not retiring. Some of you have made the mistake of saying that. Please don't say it. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. They're here. They are truly, you know, we were just called a mother and father in the house. They are the grandfather and grandmother of the house, right? And, um, you know, I, I, we give honor where honor is due. And, you know, I pray that if the Lord tarries, I, I'm praying that there are, you know, I believe that there's going to be a great couple that we're going to pass that baton to on an, in another 20, 25 years. But Pastor Bob and Ellen will all, always be the founding pastors of Church of the Harvest. It'll never change. Amen? With that in mind, you guys got a, um, did get an email from me yesterday, or a few days ago, Thursday maybe. And um, we want to do something special to prepare to give. And so um, we are taking up a second offering. And um, we want you guys to, to prepare to give. Um, you know, we were looking at this, and they're entering a new season in life. They've talked about downsizing and different things, and I think we need to take this opportunity to invest into that and to uh, the opportunity to give monetarily to them and to bless them, not just for their years of service, but for what's to come, amen, for the seasons that are coming. So, um, so again, if you feel so led, what we're going to do is we're going to give you the opportunity for the next five weeks. We're actually going to we're going to present this gift to them. Um, that it'll be on Sunday, the 23rd. It's the day after my dad's birthday. We're going to present this gift to them. Right now, you can give online. If you go to the website and you want to give online, there's actually, when you log into your portal there, there is actually an option that's there today to give a special gift to Pastor Bob and Ellen to bless them. And so, how many of you, how many of you can agree that your lives have been touched and changed in some way? Your lives have been healed so many that have been saved, that have been filled with the Holy Spirit, that have gotten freedom in their life because of the obedience of these. And look, I, I, I was pretty young when they, when they really dedicated their life to the Lord and, and really began to seek after them. I remember the, the first church we visited for a little while, they got filled with the Holy Spirit and all that kind of thing. I've seen this journey, I've seen this journey almost from, from beginning, from the beginning. I've seen most of it. I remember the early years and looking, you know, and, and watching along the process. And, and I think you guys know this, but, but 
they are the real deal. What you see is what you get. Not a fake bone in their body. They're the real deal all the way through. And so, you know, I, I'm, we, Sean and I are want to follow, faithfully follow in their footsteps. And, uh, and we believe that the best is truly yet to come. With that in mind, if you need an envelope to give, if you would raise your hand, just raise it up high. There's ushers all over the back. They're coming down to, uh, to give, you a, give you an envelope so that you can give toward that. And like the, uh, from the tithes and offerings. The harvest, this is all being put together separately from the, from the, uh, from the tithes and offerings. But uh, guys, pray, and I, I just encourage you to let's, let's be a blessing. Let's show our appreciation. Let's give honor where honor is due. Amen? Lord, we thank you. We thank you for legacy. Uh, Lord, I thank you for my parents. Like, like big cedar trees planted by the river, unmoving faithful, steadfast. Lord, they've touched so many lives, have left, are leaving such a legacy, and they're not leaving. There's so much more to come. Lord, today, we bless them. We honor them from the thankfulness of our heart. We just worship you, God. We thank you that the best is yet to come in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all give us a Lord has instructed you to give, and like I say, you don't have it on you today, you can most certainly, um, you can most certainly do so uh, online or when you get home or whatever it may be. You know, I was thinking of them, I looked uh, the other day, I was looking at 1 Timothy 5, 17, it says, give double honor to spiritual leaders who handle their duties well. That's my mom and dad. That's what happens when you tell them you got some revelation this morning. Gives me the mic. Get the mic. We get the mic. Um, well, you can hold that. You know, I kind of find it this morning as I was praying and just seeking the Lord and just doing a little bit of research on the significance of um, passing of the mantle, passing of the baton. And um, Joshua may appreciate this um, visual. As you guys know, I'm very visual. And so as I was reading it, it gave an example of there's the office of the president, right? And that office is for a term of four years, and they sometimes get eight years, right? And so there's that mantle for that position of president. Now, when that passes on, on that inauguration day, the pre-existing president still has the same gifts, the same talents, and the same calling. But they don't have the mantle to carry the vision in the protection of the United States of America. And so this morning, as I was just studying, the Lord said, okay, their anointing, their ministry, their strengths, their gifts, their talents are still there. But the mantle of the ministry of senior pastorship at Harvest has been passed to Rob and I until whenever, until the Lord leads somebody else. And so it's with great honor that it's like, thank you, Lord, that you have allowed us this privilege, this opportunity um, to be who you've called us to be. And, um, and so I think today, everything we wanted to do was to honor Pastor Bob and Ellen. And, you know, just that visual was a reminder that they aren't the senior pastor of Church of the Harvest, but their gifts, their talents, their anointings, 
it's still there and they've got so much more to give. And so I encourage you guys to pull that out of them. Let them continue to be a blessing to them. When uh, you have a problem and you go to Pastor Bob and he's like, oh, talk to Rob, obey him. Okay, notice I said so. All right. We're in this together. But um, that, that's what I had, so. All right. Well, guys, we got a reception and everything to follow, but let me say this. Um, family, if you're, you're a member of Church of the Harvest, please be here for the next couple of weeks. I, I'll be here every Sunday. But, <clears throat> but <laughs> seriously, it's kind of sad you got to say that. Be here for the next few weeks. Um, but, but really, the next couple of weeks, I'm going to continue on seasons, but I want to shift a little bit, and I want to talk about the seasons of Church of the Harvest and kind of some of the things the Lord's shown me and where we're going and uh, what's ahead, because I do, I'd like to say, the best is, the best days are still ahead. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.